right on. Take your pick. Will they take the money? Will they open the box? Will they win a holiday of a lifetime? Or the Take Your Pick treasure chest? They could, of course, end up with a booby or win one of our other fabulous prizes. Or tonight, star prize, the Renault McGann Scenic. Well, will they? Let's find out as we meet the man with the cash and the keys, Des O'Connor! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Welcome to another Patreon-exclusive episode of Game Shows, I Suppose. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually wanted to record a podcast, so the thing was, my, my back has been hurting and my leg has been cramping, so I'm doing a walkie-talk style, kind of like in the Honest Toss podcast, also available on Patreon. So, if, forgive me if this sounds a little weird, if, forgive me if there's a lot of ums, uhs, deep breaths, weird vocal tics, then you name it. Uh, this is kind of just how the episodes are going to be for a while, and I apologize in advance. Also, uh, unlike other episodes of game shows, I suppose, the reason this episode didn't really make it on the cut as a uh, extended episode, usually I like to think of a good episode at least 45 minutes to an hour, but there's really not much to talk about in terms of Take Your Pick. Now, I love Take Your Pick. Take Your Pick is one of my favorite British game shows. However, there's not a lot of substance to what it is because it's a it's broken into two parts. And it's the first part's a comedy and then there's a quiz and then there's fame and show. No, that's 3 to 1. But then there is the luck element to the game and I kind of like that too because when you look at like a lot of game shows I have been talking about in the course of this show with in terms of a luck-based game show we've talked treasure hunt we've talked deal or no deal we've we should be talking uh, secret fortune but that's a little complicated to explain but take your pick is easy and it's broken up into i like to say three parts uh even though they say it's two parts so uh, the case in point is, is this a audience participation game show? So all of the contestants are pulled from the studio audience that day. They aren't casted. There is no uh, agency in this, in this game show, much like things like the price is right, or in things like let's make a deal or true for consequences. Everyone is pulled from the audience. The format is we pick 10 people to be the contestants for today's game. They get to start out in the qualifying game, which is the yes-no game. Whoever is the four to survive the qualifying game, move on to the take-your-pick round. This is in order for who survives the longest. They get to pick first and get to play first in the game. More on that later. That determines the tier. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So we get our 10 contestants. They're backstage. They have their little name tags. And they're about to start round one. Round one is the yes-no game. This is the iconic part of Take Your Pick besides the Take Your Pick board. The yes-no game is based on that popular parlor game, that card time game. Uh, some people like to say it as uh, yes-no black-white. 
but uh, I've been trying to look up like the origin of this game because it's like this is the game that I remember playing as a kid. According to Wikipedia, which never steers me the wrong way, Homo Ludens, a Hungarian website about verbal games, has two entries on the game's name. One describes it as a folk game, and the other one describes it as a scout variant. Both entries cite Catalin Lazar's ethnogeographical uh, work Nepigetegro Jetetemi, uh, or folk game collection. The scout variants collection is dated back to 1957. If you'd never heard of the Yes No game, well, that's unfortunate. But odds are you haven't. So <laughs> here's how it works. The contestants brought on stage by the lovely model, and they have 60 seconds. All they have to do in the span of 60 seconds is not say yes, not say no, and no shaking of the head like you know, like you're about you're trying to say yes or no. Because that is a verbal cue of you're saying yes or no in the judge's mind. You get one warning, and then the second time, it's considered a disqualification, and you get the gong. So we introduce the contestant, and the host begins to say whatever they can to make the contestant say yes, no, or nod their head. So it becomes something like, Mike, Mike's your name, right? Yes. Gong. You're out. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, that's a beautiful name. Where are you from? I'm from Sussex. Sussex, that's in the south, right? No? Bong. Or you have like a, a high, like a college student. Oh, so you're, you're very young. Do you go to university? Yeah. What are you studying? Math. Math is tough, isn't it? It could be. But honestly, you, you know it's tough, right? It, it, it could. So do you, do you have a dorm? Do you have any roommates? I have a few. Oh, what are their names? Uh, David, Joel, and and Barry. David, Joel, and Jerry? No. Bong! Because <laughs> that's all you have to do to mess them up. Is Yes, they're on to saying yes, no. But they, they know like it, it's really, really easy to say yes, no. So the questions are... It's kind of like getting to know you questions. Kind of like what you see in most game shows. And I think this is what makes the show very funny. Because a big staple of UK game shows is the banter segment. On most American game shows, that banter segment lasts about like 10 seconds. Hi, I'm Jordan from Los Angeles, California. And I'm a writer. That, like, that's about it. That's all we get. But on UK game shows, they chat it up for like 20 minutes. And that becomes the game. But on this show, you only get to know them for up to 60 seconds, and that's without yes, no's, and nodding of the heads. And oh boy, the one in the 90s with Des O'Connor. That is one of the funniest ones ever. It is a rebooted version of an earlier game from 1955. We'll talk about that in just a bit. I want to talk about the the newer version, the 90s, because I think that's the one more people are fond, even though 1950s game show still had the same appeal as it did in the 90s. So we do the yes-no game. Hi, uh, is your name Karen? No. Bong. Oh, hi. What's your name? Barry. Barry. Where are you from? It just becomes that for, for 60 seconds. And yes, you will see people nod their head or start hesitating, and the host is like, "What? What's? What, are you okay? You, you, you should say something. You got to say something. 
I need you to say something. One contestant uh, in an early first season of this new rebooted version thought the smartest thing to do was to laugh. So even when there was no questions, just for 60 seconds straight, just go, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> and it's almost like Joker style laughing. And it's just, to me, that was very contagious and very smart. And he's like, you're faking this. You're an actor, aren't you? Do you like to act? <laughs> And eventually it gets to that point where the host, Des, knows you're in like the final 45, like 45 seconds have already elapsed and you have like 15 seconds left. So it becomes like this very fast spoken question where he just like tries any question he can. Like, are you married? You have kids. Do you love kids? Do you have subject school? Do you know a neighbor? Do your neighbors have kids? What's going on with your hat? Why is he have that? They have the hat that's a nice tie. Where's that tie from? Is that tie from uh, oh, oh, is that from a foreign tie or a regular tie? So tell me, did you come here or did you drive? What happened? And it's like he asks like 50 questions <laughs> as fast as he can. And then if he reached the whole 60 seconds, you hear the big old alarm and the time elapses. Now much like MTV's Next uh, of the 2000s, they get paid one pound a second. So if they survive 40 seconds, they get 40 pounds. They survive the full 60, a full 60 pounds. This is also very important because whoever are the four who have survived the longest move on to the next round. The other six, well, they're in holding. You never know what's going to happen. Once we finish this first half of the yes-no game, we move on to round two. Round two is the take your pick game. Here's how take your pick works. We have contestants ranging uh, based on how they stood in the yes, no game, starting with like 60 seconds, 59, 50, 57, and so on. The longer you stay, the more likely you can play. We introduced our first player. They have first dibs at the Pyramid of Keys. To earn a key, all you have to do is get three questions correct out of four. These questions are easy. I am trying to say this as, as safely as possible. They don't want to create a gamble. They literally are trying to ask the easiest questions ever made. In the Muppets, what kind of animal is Kermit? Is it A, a frog, B, a cat, or C, a dog? Like, that is the questions. You thought the $100 level questions on Millionaire. It's that simple. Then the second question is usually like a pop culture question. Which artist had a hit with Bad Romance would be a modern day question, for instance. Question three, odds are would be a run-of-the-mill trivia question. Like, this is, we're talking now, like, $1,000 to $2,000 millionaire. Which, obviously, uh, they don't care if you shout at the answers. But the host, Des, would sometimes try and mime the answer or let the contestants suffer because the fourth question is an easy question, just like the $100 one. They really are trying to get the contestant to get three out of four right. As soon as you get three right, we begin playing the game. The contestant gets to pick one of ten keys. 
The keys are situated in a pyramid order. The top of the pyramid, much like $100,000 pyramid itself, one, then two boxes, two and three, three boxes, four, five, six, four boxes, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Some of these prizes are really good. We're talking a treasure chest full of 1,000 pounds. Ooh. We're talking vacations. Ooh. We're talking entertainment centers. Woo. Appliances. Ooh. You know, run mill game show prizes. And of course, it wouldn't be a game show without the most game showest prize of them all a brand new car. Ooh. But of course, between all those prizes, like every good luck-based game show, you have booby prizes. How about a broken record? How about a banana peel? How about uh, love handles? And it's just hearts with handles, like a suitcase. Got it? Just, uh, yeah, there are their zonks slash clunkers, like normal. I think the rate is six good prizes to four bad prizes. But one of them is always the car, and one of them is always the treasure chest. So, because you have picked the, you got three out of four right, you get to pick one of your four keys. Here's the problem, though. One of those ten keys is not just going to get you a prize. It also will trigger an alarm that could open up box 13. Box 13 is the only box in this entire game where the host knows what's inside. The host does not know what's in any of the boxes. So, unlike, say, let's make a deal, the host doesn't know what's in box 2 or 4 or 8. Unlike, just like deal or no deal, the independent adjudicator is the only one that knows what's in the boxes. But that doesn't mean that Dez can't make an offer. So I'll give you 50 pounds for the box. How about I give you 100 pounds for the box? At this point, much like let's make a deal in the early 70s, let's hand out physical cash. I'm handing out 100 pounds. And he's just screaming at the contestants. How about 150? One, 200 pounds. 200 pounds. You want to 200 or do you want your box? We got box two or you want 400 pounds. 400 pounds for box two. What's it going to be? As you, Just like every luck-based game show, the contestant is now in a stick or twist situation. You would now have 400 pounds or 350 or 500. And they're looking at the crowd for advice. And they're saying everything from stay to take the box, go for it. Because it wouldn't be a great luck-based game show without that scream factor of walk away. Yes, feel free to point out that 200 pounds in the 90s was kind of just all right. But that's okay. If they sell it or they buy it, it doesn't matter that key would be out of play for the rest of the game. So you take your 400 pounds and walk away. Well, let's find out what you would have had in box two. If you turn down the 400, you hand the money back. Well, let's open up box two and see what you have. The contestant opens up the box, hands Des the card, and on the card is written down the prize. So it'll say something like, uh, fashion. You won the fashion excursion 
Or, hey, you won yourself the home videos and camera. Hey, you won yourself the trip to, to uh, Malta. I'm sure they gave away a trip to Malta. Uh, if it says the star prize, the car, you won the car. Or if it says the movie prize, it'll definitely say you won the expired coleslaw. It, it happens. So, if the key just happens to be box 13, say, I pick box 4, wee 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 Well, now, Des knows what's in one of those boxes. He doesn't know what's in box 4, but he'll still make the offer. I'll give you 600. 600 is enough. I'm telling you, 600 is enough. If you decide to decline... Well, do you want to keep your box, box four, or do you want my box, box 13? For our friends at home, here's a sneak peek of what's in box 13. And right when they cut to camera, we'll see a sneak peek. Box 13 will go, a do, 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 and it'll tell you something that looks like it's going to be a junk prize. So it's going to say something like hamburger. And then, of course, Oh, it's a hamburger in box 13. Oh, man, that's all you've won was a hamburger. Of course, you know, that's named for Hamburg, Germany, which is where you're going to go. You want a trip to Germany. Woo. Or sometimes it'll be just like, here's the hamburger. It's a hamburger. Unfortunately, that's all it was going to be. Oh, you would have been wonked out. But then we still see what's in box four. As we eliminate boxes from play, the odds of having a good prize is either greater or less. But we move on to player two. As they continue with the same rules that apply to player one, with only nine boxes left to pick from and four new trivia questions. Now, I know what you're saying. What if a contestant fucks up? Well, we go next in line. So player two is now replaced with player three, which means the third player will be player four, which means player five. Whoever was fifth in line is now guaranteed to play the game. Whoa. You can get through four players in the span of the half-hour game show. And yes, that makes the game very fun. So when we get to that final player, the fourth player, they might have seen someone walk away and almost got a booby prize. They might have seen someone win a car or a treasure chest full of money. Or maybe they saw just a box 13. Who knows? But that fourth player is the last player of the game. There is only seven boxes left. And it's up to them to make a decision which key do they want. But now, based on timing, Dez just doesn't care anymore. So he's just going to fist full of money and just go, look, we're running out of time here. Here is 600 pounds. What do you want? You want the key? Okay, let's go to the key. Like, it's not even like, let's just tension this. Just 600 box. Let's just go. Okay. So let's open the box. It's the brand new car sponsored by Daily Mirror because British tabloid news endorses game shows. It happens. 
and then we end our show and you hear that do 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 and that ends take your pick that's it that is take your pick it's a fun-filled show full of fun questions a great host a tension point with the box or the money much like all these other classic game shows and i think it's a piece of british history it obviously could have worked in america but it can't when you consider well you have game shows like let's make a deal and deal or no deal and a lot of sticker twist situations and things like treasure hunt that take your pick is kind of the british version of all those shows but now i can talk about michael miles uh not mike myers did you say mike myers no i said michael miles mike miles michael miles tales prowler michael miles so he was a new zealand born presenter and he was a big fan of game shows and one of his creations was a radio show called take your pick which was this very game but just presented as a radio show when itv started in 1955 they decided to pick up this as a video version a television version of this game show so it's one of the very first game shows ever devised in uk game shows uh, others include things like double your money and i think uh what was it uh i think there was another one of some kind but uh, it was so it was created by Miles himself, and he was paid twenty thousand pounds a year for that in nineteen fifty five money. So I'll let you guess how much that is in modern day. The show goes canceled in nineteen sixty eight when producers associated with Radio Diffusion were forced to become Thames Television in an ITV franchise reshuffle. Miles went on to do things like Wheel of Fortune, and. Uh, he died in 1971 while on business in Spain. Take Your Pick was parodied in Monty Python called Spot the Brain Cell, where John Cleese played a quiz master and mocks the unintelligence of contestants because these were, once again, easy questions. So Take Your Pick is very fun. Uh, when in in 68, you know, a lot of people kind of felt bad about it however they made 494 episodes of the original run from 55 to 68 and some of them are still up to this day it's just really hard to find like most television shows back in the day however almost all of des o'connor's episodes are fully available and you can have seen them on challenge and other places and yes they still hold up so now i'm led to uh, say that Fremontal is the distributor of the show now, and uh, I think they have the rights to the game. Which brings me to our final part of the Take Your Pick series. That's right, the Epic Game Show. I don't normally want to bring up Epic Game Show. I think that's just a one-off event that was horrible. But uh, Take Your Pick is a game show I feel could easily have been replicated again however the problem with take your pick is with 10 boxes you have 22 minutes and most game shows these days want to be an hour so i'm kind of in a stumped situation uh 
Do you uh, do a second qualifying round to fill the time? Do you do a quiz round first? Like, what do you, what do you do? And I am trying to figure this one out. So how they handled Take Your Pick in the new version, they got Sean Wallace from The Chase to have the gong. They got the contestants from the audience to play the games. But unlike the main show, uh, the 10 boxes did not have great prizes. It was all very cheap prizes, and the car was not one of the 10. Instead, it was all normal prizes, like a TV Woo. But they got a key. Uh, and they played with six players instead of four. And whoever had the winning key would go on to the final round. Where, Jesus Christ, they had to play a pyramid. Here's seven, eight, nine, ten. Pick one of these boxes. It could be a good prize or a bad prize. Then we go up the level, level two. Here is four, five, six. Pick a prize. It could be good, could be bad. Then here's two and three. Pick a prize. It could be good, could be bad. But now you have to choose the top of the pyramid. Who? What's the number one box? If it's epic, win. You win all the prizes that are good in this bundle. If it's uh, lose, you lose everything. So it's up to you. Do you want to take your three prizes that you won on the three levels or do you want to risk it to win all the prizes? It it doesn't. It's not take your pick. To me, I feel like this. This is kind of just horseshit, in a way that I feel. Uh, it, it it ruins the game. What I like about take your pick is that any one of four players could win the car. And that's the game show prize. So you can have to start prize winner at the first half of the show or in the second half or not at all. It's perfectly fine. It's the sticker twist. It's the questions. So what if, just throwing this out here, what if to stretch for time, you just mm, make it 15 boxes in six players? keep the game just get 15 players instead of 10 you do the yes no game and then we do six people with 15 boxes it really isn't reinventing the wheel here in fact by having 15 prizes wouldn't that add to the tension of the game Maybe you can reveal what some of those prizes are on stage. Wouldn't that be cool? And because you've added more players, then you can actually have the question bit be fun too. Wouldn't that be exciting? You could slow down the tension part of the game. In fact, you can even make it bigger money. Here's a thousand pounds. Would you like to go for it, or would you like the treasure chest with five thousand pounds? Ooh. To me, the show is fun. It's one of the most silliest game shows ever devised. I love playing that yes/no game. I love the sticker twist. I love the trivia questions. However, it will never work in America. 
it could be 22 minutes like obviously you just take this entire show you can just make it so the take your pick round fills up the 22 minutes and syndicate this show out I, i can't blame you that would work however the problem with take your pick is people will compare this to other game shows and say this is a ripoff and that kind of sucks because it's a really fun game that stands out on its own merits from the yes no qualifier to trivia questions to earn the right to the key to then that sticker twist do you want your box or do you want two hundred dollars i like that's all i can think of is like if there wasn't a if there was a way to do take your pick because i have to do the rebooted thing i have to have that thought of there's an american version how would it work uh, you would make it so you have 10 people. You play exactly like classic take your pick from the 90s. 10 players. Yes, no game because that's funny. And then you have it be the new car or the cash jackpot of $10,000 because you guessed it, game show minimum. And you just have the host have like $4,000 in cash on standby and just go like, here's $600. Here's $900. Here's $1,000. What would you like to do? Come on, look at the crowd. What would you like? And then make the decision. That's all. It's a very fun game. I like this game a lot. However, something about it just... I don't know. I want to see this revived. I want to see this return. When we look at things like Deal or No Deal, though... Is a revival for Take Your Pick really necessary? That I do not know. But I do recommend you watch Take Your Pick. Really, I'm not kidding. Go watch Take Your Pick. It's a lot of fun. That's going to do it for us here today. It's a quick episode. I told you that up front. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you again next time right here on Game Shows, I suppose. Until then, big smooch. On Take Your Pick Tonight, a chance to win complete home viewing, a television set for every room in your house. Giving pleasure to both children and adults, a multi-game console, including a portable CD player plus a selection of games. You're in for plenty of early nights with this beautiful brass bed. It's a dream. The music never stops with this top-of-the-range multi-system with its own karaoke. A luxury weekend for two in one of the most romantic cities in Europe. It's glorious Venice. And the Take Your Pick treasure chest containing £1,000. Or you could win a tin of baked beans. Graham Taylor's swear box. A leaky shower cap. And tonight's star prize will take two lucky people to the wide open spaces of the American West. Now, here's the man with the cash and the keys, Des O'Connor. Good evening.